Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Let's get it on. Let's get it. Mike Semper VV here with you for the next hour talking about professional wrestling, which is something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tune in, iHeart American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over the air affiliates like KMAV, 99 KMSR, and the Mightier 1090 podcast, replay on Sirius XM. Hey, maybe you're streaming video on Twitch or YouTube right now. To all of you, I'd just like to say thank you. Hopefully, wherever you are, it's sunny outside. And if not, hopefully, it's sunny inside your mind. Very cloudy day here on Delmarva. I'll take it because the temperature has dropped significantly. That's a big plus. I don't even know what it's like outside right now. It could be in the 80s, but it feels like it's in the 60s since it's felt like it's been boiling all summer long. So, I'll take it. It's probably the effects of Hurricane Idalia, unfortunately, though, that has brought this weather up this way. That actually affected the AEW show from last night, but I don't want to push it too fast too soon. As always, there's a lot to get into today. First, surprise, (laughs) you know, I'm here. Boss man Brian Alvarez has been placed on the disabled list with COVID for right now. For gambling purposes, he's being listed as day-to-day. In other radio gaming news, without Brian here, the over-under on misspoken words has now gone up to 10.5 at the MGM. I think you can still get 10 at the Circa, maybe at the South Point. So as a good better would, make sure you explore your options. But Filthy Tom Lawler will be joining me after the break to kind of ease us into today. It's Thursday. The big news of the day, the AEW show from last night, Dynamite, the first of three nights and four shows over the course of five days emanating from the city of Chicago, ending on Sunday, obviously, with All Out from the Allstate Arena. So we'll be getting into that show. We now have a clear picture of what is going to be taking place. I'm also going to warn you early, like now, there are going to be spoilers for Rampage. Sorry, Dave and Brian already set the precedent today on Wrestling Observer Radio, and we're going to follow it here when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the show. Mike Sempervivi here with you. You know, we do this show right here for an hour at a time every single day. But if you want us 24-7, you can find both Tom and myself on Twitter, at Sempervivi and at Filthy Tom Lawler, respectively. Maybe not respected, but at least respectively. You should make the wrestling news part of your day as well, too, because that is very well respected. We've now reached a year. I have not missed a show, although I probably just jinxed myself with my Cal Ripken-like Iron Man efforts every day on that program, 366 days in a row. Everything you need to know to get your day started, get you up to date, get you to your favorite wrestling review pod, like Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave and Brian, daily free in between 5 and 15 minutes long, no clickbait, no speculation, no rumors. No paywall, just the wrestling news. For more information on that, you can head on over to wrestlingnews.com and at Wrestling News AV on Facebook and Twitter. Bossman Brian Alvarez, not here with us on the radio or on video, but he is in the chat right now, Filthy Tom Lawler, and he is threatening at some point to make a shoot snotty run-in. Will you be happy about this, considering I pulled you away from all that you were doing today to come on this show? I am not prepared to have what I believe Max Caster would refer to as a menage on this show. I'd like to keep it, you and I, I'd like to keep it professional for once, Mike. You like your oratory one-on-one, huh? You're as the kids today would say, bet. Ah, missionary and- radio here today. And if I can go back to the first segment, you mentioned trying to get some bets in at Circa or the South Point, which I would just like to inform you is the same sports book. So don't go to the Circa looking to play some different bets than you would at the South Point on Mike's recommendation because Circa actually runs the sports book at the South Point. And speaking about... Hey, look, I got a lot of homies at VEASAN. We got to plug that stuff, okay? Speaking about some money, flipping some money, Mike. You want some, you want some hot insider tips from me on how to yes! make some money. Yes, make some money. Starting. Yes, WWE stock is down like fifteen percent today. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Speculation is due to this Saudi investment into the PFL that the Whoa. WWE stock took a hit. So. What do you think I've been, about that? I've been looking I've been looking for a time to buy this <laughs> WWE stock and uh today may be as good a time as any. What do you think about that? I don't know if we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I had brought it up because of you know, just UFC and, and TKO and obviously Ari Emanuel when the whole Jamal Khashoggi thing happened, you know, said we were they pulled out of a deal that they had with Saudi Arabia, which was supposed to be, you know, a big money deal. Obviously, the UFC tied up in different places in the Middle East, WWE with Saudi Arabia, but it's not like these governments, these foreign governments over there. We've seen the buy-in now with the the Capitals and the Wizards as Ted Leonsis plans to buy the Washington Nationals has gotten in a bunch of money from, I think it was Cutter. Do you have any opinion or any thought on any of this stuff as a, as a fighter or as a, you know, obviously put yourself back kind of in the fighting, you know, mode, you know, uh, here. Do you care about any of this at all as a fighter uh, when it comes to where the money comes from, if the opportunities then grow? 
Well, I mean, you have to have some level of integrity. I would some moral be, compass. I, yeah, I wouldn't be taking money from you know people who are out there pulling the trigger or you know knifing somebody's intestines out. Uh, but if you look at governments throughout the entirety of world history, they've been killing people under the radar on the radar <laughs> yeah. it's not as if uh the the saudis uh are the only ones to do it they just got kind of caught in that situation i guess you could say um but like there's there's us ops out there making sure people <laughs> don't see the light of the day tomorrow so you know when you try to like impose your moral standard on people especially from different cultures as well uh there's a lot of gray area and um you know i i don't honestly i really don't see any issues with uh companies being backed by saudi investment would you like to continue along yep. this there's... line to talk about kissinger's role in the 1973 <laughs> overthrow of chile i i would like to avoid that <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I think we need Nikki Cross to come on and talk about world history if we're going to do those types of things. I saw today the Wrestling Observer Twitter feed uh, retweeted her, getting her college stuff all straightened out and all set, where she's uh, continuing on with her education as she continues to appear or not appear on WWE yeah. programming. And I will say that's a great thing that WWE does and provides to their wrestlers. And there's a lot of wrestlers like... Uh, who are off of WWE contract. And there's wrestlers who are under AEW contract who finish up school yes. still on the dime of WWE. That ends up happening. Um, hey, it's so, part of the schedule that they work on, too, especially with, like, an AEW. If you're a younger person, you know, and you still want to continue your education and you don't think professional wrestling is your whole life and you're going to be the biggest star ever and you actually have some... You know, some sense of, okay, what happens if, you know, I, I, this is a, it really is a great thing, especially for those people who have no worries at all about taking online courses. Yeah, not everybody can be born with a multitude and a myriad, a Swiss army knife of skills. Not everybody can be Rocky Romero and be a, a <laughs> wrestler, a uh, a shoot fighter in jungle fight, a questionable rapper. Oh, well. a <laughs> say rock the net bars. A reggaeton star, a, an NFT peddler, a uh, cartoon character. A huge, not everybody, yes. not everybody can be all of those <laughs> things. So, uh, any chance that you can get to kind of hone in on all these different skills, like I wish somebody would have told me. When I was younger, like, hey, you know, there's a lot of other things you could do in wrestling besides just wrestling that'll help you out in wrestling. If you could do graphic design, that is a great skill to have. Look at Lee Moriarty. Yes. Great artist, right? Hey, I don't know. I'm if sure you know he probably designs his own stuff. Yes, and like, for for those people who can actually then sew and do all of that stuff yeah. too, it's even it's even more amazing. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. Really? Draws his own designs. Go look at the shirts for Pile Driver. He's the one drawing them. I don't know what kind of background he has besides using the canvas to paint with people's blood. 
but his <laughs> his stuff's pretty awesome out there. If you can develop music, if you can do graphics and editing, these are all great skills. And these are all skills that people have that I know that have jobs in high-paying professional wrestling companies that also do these other things. So I, I don't know how around. we even got started on this, but... I don't know either, but I, I had a... I had a sticker from independent wrestler Kaya McKenna, who you probably see on Beyond, or if you watch the pre-GCW shows, or the, not the pre, but the shoulder, Jersey Championship Wrestling. She's appeared a lot on there, and she is, I think, by trade, has got something to do with design. But if you want to see beautiful merchandise, absolutely beautiful merchandise, look at some of her stuff, and... Again, it's nice to have skills when you were going to college, and you are a junior college Hall of Famer. If I'm, if I'm, if I remember no, that correctly, here. I know, no, no, no. I have a NIA, social, a social science education degree from the University of Central Florida. That's it, an NAIA Hall of Famer. I believe that they uh, inducted you into there. But was that that's what you're going to school for? What was your minor going to be? Did you have one? Broadcast journalism. Now you see how well that's worked out for you. Filthy Tom Waller, Mike Sempervivi will be back Wrestling Observer Live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. Or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Got to let that Les Claypool yelp in before we begin the show again. Mike Sempervivi, Filthy Tom Lawler here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Big Boss Man Brian Alvarez on the shelf today, resting up the voice because later on today, the Brian and Vinny show will be available for subscribers over at WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, Tom? Would you say that Brian... Today is kind of like an elf on a shelf. You could you could say something like that, yes. I mean, the holiday season is rapidly approaching. It is pumpkin spices out, which you know the candy canes are coming next. <laughs> 
It's true. We do this stuff way too early in this country. Do they do this like this everywhere? Is this like this in Canada as well, too? I know they have a different Thanksgiving date, but like before there, uh, do, they, do they put uh, out everything three months ahead of time? I don't think they have an off season for stuff that's maple and pumpkin. What when is their summer? Please let me know. <laughs> that's I used to be in the booze business for those who don't know and I used to to run liquor stores and one it, it started getting crazy when they started coming in in March and going, "Okay, how much of the winter beers do you want? How much of the Oktoberfest beers that you want? And it's like, some of it I understand because like at the time, like spotting or you were getting in like, you know, stuff from Germany, true Oktoberfest. Like, okay, I get that. And the season really is September over there anyway. I get it. But like the pumpkin stuff started to become ridiculous because there's just all these people drinking pumpkin. And I don't get it because like the apple crisp macchiato gimmick far better than the pumpkin spice latte gimmick. I'm telling you. Do you have an opinion on this? You should. I like I like a a nice hot toddy every once in a while would really be my You don't drink the pumpkin beers, do you? You know what I used to in my hipster days, but I mean, come on, I grew up like those are honestly it, all beer. I'll be I'll, let's be realistic. I drink beer for the effect, yeah, not for yeah. the taste, right? If you so drink it I, for the taste, like drinking a like a black chocolate stout or something with like complex oh, or something. No, Love those. oh man, Brooklyn black chocolate me? stout. Oh give man, me, give me the dankest IPA known to man. Punish me <laughs> with the quadruple hops. Uh, yeah, load me up. <laughs> You know, after that though, do you have to like break out the ice wine, or do you go? Did you go full hipster and like drink cider afterwards to like wash out your palate by drinking a bunch some, of loaded down ciders? Some mead, some honey mm. mead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll man. tell you what I. I'll tell you what I wasn't drinking. What's that? Was those uh, non-alcoholic beers, like John Moxley does, Ugh. probably before does he, he went out there and beat oh, up Commander. No. Oh, God, hold on, because i got to open up this, and it's not a beer, but it's for all the ASMR kids, and to piss Brian off if he's still in the chat. Yep, there you go. Cracked open the Red Bull can, right there. but We can pretend that's one of those athletic brewing. I hated non-alcoholic. The only non-alcoholic beer I ever tried that I liked was St. Pauli Girl N.A., and I didn't even like that one. Like, I mean, I just, because it was the same thing. It's like there's nothing good about these beers. And, like, you really, when you drink cheap beer, like Natural Light, if you were on the Natural Light drinking team, like Filthy Tom Lawler was, number double zero coming off the bench, like, it is about the effect. I mean, Natural Ice. That's why the, the whole reason they created that. I was more uh, I was more of a Red Dog guy. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I was, I was doing my own white boy challenge at the hands, <laughs> at the hands of Red Dog. <laughs> While, while Red Dog Rodney Mack was doing it in the WWE. <laughs> the white boy malt liquor. The official white boy malt liquor. Mickey's. Uh, mm. yeah, so Mickey's Ice used to sponsor the UFC. Yes. I, yes. I remember that. You, well. With your stinger caps. That was one of their early sponsors that the, would be all over the mat everywhere before they... Miller bumped them up a little bit and actually allowed them to, to talk about the main, you know, main premium beers. But... Uh, People are going to begin. To, I see a bunch of stuff in the chat here, though. I got to be honest. Was it Red Birdie here? Bad Birdie? Newcastle Brown Ale? If you get a fresh Newcastle Brown Ale, delicious. Love it. 
absolutely loved Newcastle when it was fresh. I don't know, since Heineken took it over and all that, I have no idea. But none of this has anything to do with professional wrestling, which is something that you would expect if Brian wasn't here and Filthy Tom and I were doing this show. But there is some professional wrestling to get into, including, yes, I see you. I tried. You tried what? I tried to get into AEW Dynamite <laughs> with the John Moxley segue into the non-alcoholic beer. I had to but bitch was... about the non-alcoholic beer, though, first. I'm sorry. Oh, but I'm sorry. Ooh, this yeah, is like yeah. uh, like Wrestling Observer Radio, with the, the <laughs> San Jose steamroller on the other end, just running over Brian here. Hello? Is anybody there? There's an empty chair. That's only if you listen to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning. That would be funny to you. But look, we have to start this show. We can't start it with John Moxley. We have got to start it with CM Punk. There is really no news on CM Punk other than he was given the Iron Mike Mazurki Award last night by the Cauliflower Alley Club. It is the Cauliflower Alley Club's highest honor, named after its president and original in the, uh, the original president and founder of the group. Uh, it was presented to him by, no surprise, A. Steele, who said of him, quote, he has never changed no matter what anybody says about him. He hasn't because he doesn't put up with stuff. We'll say stuff. That's what we'll say. And really, as vulgar as, as you may have thought that is coming out of A. Steele, apparently that was nothing like what the Nasty Boys did when they were giving the Tag Team Award the night before, but... We'll hold that for another time. Punk uh, apparently tried to center the speech not on himself, but by those who influenced and elevated him. Uh, he said, quote, when people tell me they don't like me or that the Internet is mad at me, I just chuckle because Roddy Piper liked me, Dusty Rhodes liked me, and Harley Race liked me. And that means more than anything else in the world because these legends put their stamp on me before anyone else did. He gave me the confidence and gave me the ability to succeed, end quote. He did talk about the timeline of his career and stopped before he got to AEW. So he never mentioned AEW, did not mention the promotion at all. So there's your CM Punk news bit for the today for those who need it. I was wondering if you wanted to throw anything in on that. Thank I didn't really leave you anything to grab onto, but, you know. Congratulations to CM Punk for getting the Iron Mike Mazurki Award. Have you ever been to any of those CACs or any of those types of wrestler conventions, get-togethers? I have. I have been to the Cauliflower Alley Club a number of times. I was a witness to WrestlingObserver.com's very own Dave Meltzer getting an award there. And uh, I've been to other years. I don't remember who got what or well, Ray Mysterio was there last night and actually presented the Lucha Libre Award to Damian 666, who's been around for a long time. Coco Beware given the Men's Wrestling Award by Jimmy Hart. Two new awards, actually, for 2024, which are interesting. The Jim Ross Announcer Award, which should get a lot of people uh, that we, I'm sure, you know, again, I don't know who's all of whom's in and who is not, but that is going to be kind of nice to focus on, again, some of your most important people, the announcer who's supposed to sell and get everything through, as well as the Cowler Law, 
Carl Lauer, excuse me, Independent Promoter Award. So that that's kind of cool. Cauliflower Alley Club, for those who don't know, raises money uh, and will will give assistance to wrestlers in need. They donated about $61,000 last year, they said, uh, to different wrestlers out there. Caulifloweralleyclub.org, you can become a member there. Uh, for a year, you can become a lifetime member. So you can go there, check that out. Our own Jim Valley has been very involved with the Cauliflower Alley Club over the last couple of years. But, Tom... AEW Dynamite last night, I said at the beginning of the show we were going to have spoilers because it is really kind of hard to talk about the plates they set up for both Saturday and this Sunday at the pay-per-view without giving these spoilers. So here you go, folks. For everybody that does not want to hear them, go ahead and just jump off the show now if you want. But here are the spoilers for Rampage that were taped last night after Dynamite, okay? Willow Nightingale in Sky Blue defeated Anna Jay and Taya Valkyrie. Hangman Page defeated Brian Keith. Iho Del Vikingo and Nick Wayne defeated Kip Sabian and Gringo Loco. Nice to see Gringo Loco actually make an AEW appearance. And the Dark Order's John Silver and Alex Reynolds won a battle royal to earn an ROH World Tag Team title shot at All Out against new champions MJF and Adam Cole. Now, the teams that were involved in this tournament, Aussie Open, which were probably the favorites coming in, Best Friends, Action Andretti and Darius Martin, Ryan Nemeth and Peter Avalon, The Righteous, Matt and Jeff Hardy, The Gates of Agony, Butcher and Blade, and The Outrunners. Did that result, when you heard it, surprise you that it was going to be the Dark Order going up against MJF and Cole at the pay-per-view? I thought there were very limited amount of teams that could win that. I thought it was too quick. For the Aussie Open rematch, I thought, you know what? Now is probably a good time for the best friends to win this. Get a little bit of credibility back, I guess. Although, they would just, I guess they just won at the pay-per-view. But, you know, uh, give them a little bit of shine. I thought maybe, maybe the Hardys will get the win. Maybe MJF and Adam Cole really want to face the Hardys together. Uh, but the Dark Order slipped through the cracks, I guess you could say. Uh, I didn't expect them to win, but it really doesn't matter who won that Battle Royal because it's not about beating MJF and Adam Cole. That's not going to happen. They're just going to face him. I wonder how evil Uno feels about Hangman, or not Hangman, Adam Page. We know how he feels about him, but how he feels about Adam Cole turning his back on Roderick Strong and being more worried about MJF's neck. I bet you we'll have a promo by him leading up uh, to the show. We better lead up to a commercial right now. I done ran out of words. See, right there. Right there, one you can put on the over-under count. Mike Sempervivi, Filthy Tom Lawler, Wrestling Observer Live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi and Filthy Tom Lawler here with you. Listen to that, the WWE Wrestling Challenge music bringing us in. Or is this Superstars? Doesn't matter. It's your Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon right here on the Wrestling right. Observer Live. Uh, it was, yeah, probably. Probably. Buddy, don't duck in here. You, you made me think it was Brian there for a second. Dom, how dare you? I sound nowhere near as congested as he does. That's true. That's true. We just had a sample run in from the boss man, and I don't know if he's built for public consumption right now. Tom, what do you think? He did say to let everybody know that he is alive, so we can we can rejoice in that. But that's, yeah, that's he true. He didn't sound too good. No, 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 he did not. You know, although you know, we're talking about like him suffering. You know, not being able to see his family. How do you think his poor wife feels right now with those two kids? She is dying to probably get rid of those kids. You love your kids, but like they'll work your nerves after a while, especially two little ones like that. Yeah, but she got rid of the biggest one. Uh, it's, and she doesn't have to deal with him. So the the albatross child that is Brian Alvarez. But AEW Dynamite was last night. From the now arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, Greater Chicago, Illinois. I know something about that. I was born in Arlington Heights. Lived in Palatine. An original Chicago original. Not as moody as some Chicago originals, but uh, I, I kind of see where he gets it. I uh, I don't know did, why this. Sh- Good. Did Grandy had the Granddaddy had the golden flask? Backstroke <laughs> every day, or what? No, no, did not. Um, I don't know why this show wasn't in Milwaukee, i got to be honest. There, there were not a ton of people there. Our own Adam Summers of the Adam like, Big Audio Nightmare, you can find it at 4wonline.com, was there. It was a a very small crowd, which is not a surprise because they were really asking a lot. They are asking a lot out of people over the next couple of days here. Obviously, the pay-per-view coming up on Sunday. You have a live collision on Saturday inside the Allstate Arena as well. And... You know, I I don't know how much, obviously, people on this show probably pay more attention to it than others, but this past Monday's Raw was at the Now Arena in Chicago, so they seem to be tapping that market dry to me. I know from an indie's point of view, AAW is running tonight. And it's to me, it's got to be tough. Impact seems to be there a lot more often now, Tom. I'm just, you know, your thoughts on running a city that often, because it seems like every time you look up, with the exception of New Japan Pro Wrestling, who apparently can't find a suitable venue in the city of Chicago, everybody is running the hell out of that city. Yeah, and if you remember not too far back, uh, I actually did a run-in and beat up Oh, Adam Cole, 
who couldn't keep a promise then, can't keep a promise now, can't keep a promise in the future. But I did a run-in and beat up Adam Cole at the end of June in Chicago mm-hmm. during the Forbidden Door festivities. So that was, what, two months ago? Yeah. And they're back in, in the market. Uh, Impact runs there. AAW, you mentioned uh, Freelance Wrestling runs a lot there. Black Label Pro is now running there as well as Indiana. So Yeah, Hammond, uh, Indiana, if anybody ever hears it, might as well be Chicago, Illinois. MLW was, you know, in the past they'd run Cicero uh, pretty frequently, although I don't know if they've done that since the uh, end of the pandemic. And uh, there's a good number of Lucha Libre shows that go on in the Chicago area, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So this isn't like an area that's starving necessarily for wrestling. And, you know, I think going to Milwaukee, going to maybe they don't want to deal with the uh, commissions in Missouri, but uh, going to Milwaukee, going to some of these other areas that are also, you know, in the Midwest would benefit them a lot. Maybe just if nothing more to expand the customer base. Yeah, I thought a place like Milwaukee would be good because it is close enough to Chicago where you can consider it not the same market, but the same market kind of regionally, but it would be far enough away where it would give somewhat of a break to the Chicago fans who could choose, okay, maybe I'll get a ticket if I can afford to do it and I have the time to go travel there as well as tapping people from Milwaukee and and people from, you know, the, the... that part of Wisconsin and maybe trying to bait people from Canada to come down. But obviously they didn't go in that direction. They had to go in a lot of different directions last night, unfortunately, because of illness and travel issues. Hurricane Idalia caused Kenny Omega to miss the show because he was not able to get a flight out of Florida. And for anybody that wants to break nasty on anything like that, I mean, these guys got back into town on Monday, many of them, and then had to turn around and and leave on Tuesday. They didn't have a chance to change their flights in many cases. Unfortunately, in the case of Soraya and Swerve Strickland, they are ill. How ill are they? We don't know. We do have an announced match for Collision that features the Outsiders against Britt Baker, Karu Shida, and Chris Statlander. The but look outcasts. at Bright. Yeah, well, the the outside. What did I say? The Outsiders. Yeah. Hey, hey listen. If it's the Outsiders against those three, <laughs> that's one hell of a matchup. Well, look, Kevin Nash, they may have to put him in place of Soraya because, let's be honest, I mean, we see how snotty, you know, hurt how snotty Brian is right now. We know what he's suffering through. Maybe it's just a minor thing, but, you know, is she going to be okay to go on Saturday, let alone on Sunday, if they want to add a match between her and Britt Baker? Is that an official statement by you? You're expecting Kevin Nash to be not, don't, do not Do not Soraya report that, no. In this? Do not, I would, I would is enjoy. he allowed there? I don't know. I, I mean, think he, he might choice be better words in the ring than she does. He had some choice words for CM Punk back in the day. Well, that's... Right. <laughs> Maybe they could share uh, an ice cream bar and just, like, talk things out or something like that, you know? Maybe. I, well, no? yeah, I don't know that they really had an issue. Or if it was just the <laughs> the promos on some, screen. It's, it's just like hip-hop pretty, stuff? Is that what it is? It's yeah, just that a rap little bit stuff? of beef. <laughs> it's hip-hop, bro. Everything's good. It's just working here. Hey, John Moxley had to work last night. He had to open the show. I don't know if he was supposed to take time off or not. Is this, but is this guy ever going to get a vacation? It's been over a year now. I don't feel he bad for him. He hasn't gotten that vacation. 
Well, he had a, a self-inflicted uh, vacation that he put himself on. He's had that. Poor Renee, that's the one I feel bad about. She's out there. She was on 37 segments on last week's show. That woman is everywhere. She needs some time off. Forget about his vacation. What about hers? She got two shoes launched at her by Tony Storm. <laughs> She's just trying to do her job. She was an innocent bystander interviewing Tony Storm, who, by the way, might be the best character in professional oh, wrestling right now. I she love is her. just off the charts amazing in this, uh, I guess, 50s confused, diva movie diva. Starlet. Yes. Her Studio disgraced, Starlet. A disgraced Starlet role. She is just awesome. Uh, she can't trust. The other outcasts. She can't trust her own shoes. No. So she launched them at Renee, who was just perplexed the entire time. Who's DDP's daughter's name? Lexi? The gimmick where she'll appear like Lexi with McNair, Lexi. I believe. Something like that. Where she where she and she has no idea who she is from week to week. She thinks she's a new person trying to interview her, and it will always end with a shoe being thrown at her head. It is fantastic i don't know if the genesis of this was from tony storm getting the role of june byers for the um mildred burke movie that's going to be coming out but like whoever had the idea whoever it was the genesis of it it was brilliant because she really does look the part with the blonde hair that's done up like that and she can pull off again this whole routine of being this Again, on her way out or, or you know, disgrace, like you said, you know, studio movie star from the olden days. Can you imagine what the house must be like if her and Juice Robinson are going over their promos Dude. together? Let me... The absolute insanity Let that must a... occur and exist oh my in that God, household. It's... It's, it's, I used to wonder about that when it came to their squatting routines because they both have some of the most impressive thighs. Got to balance it for the men and the women here. An incredible set of thighs on both of those people. If you had to put money on a futures bet, we're doing a loin fruit futures bet here, okay? Keeping with the theme of how is I it, started this show. Yeah, is it at Circa or South Point? MGM. You get this, oh, at, okay. get this at the MGM, okay? You, you can either choose between Charlotte and Andrade, Juice Robinson and Tony Storm, or let's see, who would be another perfect... Uh, are, is it a, are, are Charlotte and Andrade together? Yes. Oh. You did not know this? No. All right, those two are Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. You got to pick loin fruit for the future. Who's going to be the best athlete out of those three? Oh, it's easy. Who? I think it's Tony Storm and Juice. That's who I'm picking. That's who I'm picking. That's, I don't know. that's Seth, who my Seth money Rollins is. is a pretty damn good athlete. Yeah, well, yeah. Look, now Becky I Lynch. About it. I mean, overcoming what she's gone through in her career. I remember she was not going to be able well, to wrestle again years ago. Yeah, Tony Storm has the most violent move in professional wrestling, where she runs full speed and throws her butt into her opponent's face. So to develop that sort of acceleration and to be able to throw herself her hips with such force. She's a, a great athlete, in my estimation. Got that first step quickness. Take you out of the box if you yeah. try to drive down the lane. 
Type like two muscle fibers. <laughs> Tony Storm's interview was great. John Moxley defeated Commander. He said it that at the beginning. Then Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara went face to face. They got very, very chippy with each other. Hard to believe that it's not going to end with the two of them going at it at some point. They decided to end the segment without any violence or anything like that. We then got Eddie Kingston defeating Wheeler Yuta to retain the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship, a title that has not looked good on anybody since Filthy lost it. We then got story time with Adam Cole, where he was interrupted by Roderick Strong and his neck brace and the kingdom, who all ran down on Adam Cole, talking bad about him, bringing up stuff from the ROH days and talking about how he abandoned them, and then said Roderick Strong was being selfish, talked about MJF's neck, and Roddy got all freaked out and was really upset with Adam, uh, taking more care about somebody else's neck than his own. But look, I'm sorry, this still feels like to me, even though I think last night was more proof that Roddy Strong should not be holding a microphone for an extended period of time. Keep Cole and MJ up on the babyface side. Find a talker, find somebody and put them with that group with Taven and Bennett, who I was surprised were not involved in the Battle Royal last night. And I wonder, speculating, if that's going to be a thing. You would think it has to lead to Taven and Bennett against MJF and Adam Cole and probably being the ones to defeat them, I, I would imagine at this point, uh, for those belts. Although maybe they just get defeated. Maybe Roderick Strong gets wasted by somebody during this tournament and we get no resolution to it all. But I would, I would imagine that we're heading towards at least a, a feud, if not a pay-per-view, in the lead up to one uh, with all, well, with all five of these guys. DJ Convoy in the chat. Uh, Roddy, I've gone from hating Roddy's high school acting to loving it with a goofball. The charm in it is he can't act, and I think he knows he can't act. You know, it's, he's trying his best, but there's a, there is an amusement in it. The show did ultimately end with Orange Cassidy defeating Penta El Zero Miedo in a ruckus laden brawl of a match in which Cassidy had to pull out a miracle once again to survive after getting beaten down by Penta. He was then able to roll him up uh, with a quick crucifix and get the victory and then cut a pretty damn impressive promo for Orange Cassidy to close the show. Get Tom's thoughts on that as we close our own show coming back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. Hey, there's that old WWF superstars of wrestling music. Jesse the Body Ventura here with Vince McMahon. No Bruno San Martino with a headpiece on. One of the worst wigs of all time, Bruno San Martino's. Had to be. But that doesn't matter because he is a legend. The same way our friend Filthy Tom Lawler is a legend for jumping on this show and saving it today. The same way that Orange Cassidy had to help save the show yesterday and cuts a pretty impassioned promo to end the show. I was surprised by that. I thought it was going to be a short one. No, he actually sat down in the ring, cut one hell of a promo. I think for those people that don't like him, it did nothing to make them like him. They'll say, I don't care about this match, whatever. I think for AEW fans, and I think for average people maybe just tuning in, average wrestling fans, I don't know. I think it probably worked for them pretty damn well. Yeah, I thought his promo was great. 
I believe we got the birth of a catchphrase for Orange Cassidy when he said, I'm Orange Cassidy, and I do not have a catchphrase, which was about the most clever catchphrase he could come up with. That's the best one since no gimmicks needed. Chris Candido. And this is a this story, or the culmination of this story, has been a long time coming. They've been setting up. As Tony Khan actually said at his press conference call, he's wanted this match for over three years. And they have taken the time and given Orange Cassidy the time with this title. They've given the ball for him to run with. And he's knocked it out of the park. He's going to do it again on Sunday, much like we did today. Right, Mike? Damn right, filthy Tom Lawler. A fine job. Thank you for joining me on short notice. I don't know if the boss man will be back tomorrow. If not, I have a feeling it may be myself. And maybe, maybe Lance Storm. We'll see what happens there. Oh, by the way, for all the information on what's been taking place during that Tony Khan presser, go to the front page of WrestlingObserver.com where Josh Nason has got it all posted up there for you. I want to thank producer... Who's working the uh, video today? Uh, I I can't remember. Look, for everybody here, thank you. And we shall talk to you again after a while. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com.